In Lob Stories, we walk and we talk with inspiring and forward-thinking people. I was actually walking by the lob shop here in Hong Kong, <laughs> and uh, there's a pair of slippers that uh, really caught my eye in a, in a kind of magenta suede, um, a kind of house shoe that just seems so delicious and decadent. In this new episode, we walk in Hong Kong with Globe writer Chris Wallace. We talk long trips, short sentences, and sugar boots. Welcome to the John Law Podcast. I do walk a lot when I travel, especially. When I get to a new city, or even return to a city, uh, there's sort of nothing I like better than to scramble around and sort of remap the city in my brain and explore new places, look for new places and, and reconnect with old places. And um, <laughs> when I get home, um, I often notice how much my <laughs> step count has dropped off because I'm just sitting on the couch and not, <laughs> not walking quite the same. I think when I get to a new city, the best way to explore is walking. I do like to get into all kinds of uh, transportation because I think you see different parts of the city from different modes of, you know, locomotion. From a car, from a metro, you see different parts of the city, different layers in the city. For instance, I'm in Hong Kong right now, and there are layers and layers and layers of this city. And, and to be able to go on the train and on the tram and, and drive around in a taxi and Uber, you, you have a, a different perspective on the city. But when I'm walking, for whatever reason, maybe it's just my metabolism, with the pace that my brain works at or my eye works at, I can sort of burrow into little details, little nooks and crannies in the city that, that uh, are fun and I get lost looking at signage or walking into stores and end up stumbling into restaurants that I've <laughs> marked down to explore and I just happen on anyway. Having lived in New York for 13 years, I think it makes, <laughs> it makes one uh, walk pretty fast. I have a, a, a pretty high <laughs> intolerance level or impatience level, I guess it is. I'm, I'm uh, quite a New Yorker when I walk. I walk with uh, some urgency. If I, you know, have to meet somebody's friend I <laughs> introduce myself I would say that I'm a writer and a photographer um, I've worked in magazines for a very long time and that you know title you hold there as editor but um, that never really felt entirely apt a descriptor for w what I did but uh, I actually really enjoy that kind of collaboration and, and um, sort of inciting um, works of creativity and from other photographers and writers. Um, but yeah, the traveling part is, um, has become um, a sort of main thread. I don't know that I could uh, use it as a label or a descriptor in any way, but um, I, I do think it's sort of my, uh, my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite part. It's um, the part of me where I feel like I'm my best me. 
when I'm on the road, I, I do feel like I see the world with just better, clearer, more excited, enthusiastic eyes. I'm, you know, more open. I'm much more curious and engaged. I am my best self. And, and so I, I like to stay on the road and, and stay in that mode of, of being. Most of the time, I'm not at home. I, I did actually tally up for 2021, I was at home for 80 days. Um, and 22 would have been far fewer than that even. Um, but I haven't done the, I haven't done the accounting. <laughs> Writing <laughs> is a very sedentary practice and it's a very insulating and insular practice where your critical faculties are maybe over-engaged, over-relied on to um, sort of hack away at things and, and um, knock things into shape. And what I've really enjoyed about traveling and taking pictures is that it's, the, you know, I'm propelled forward in pursuit of something rather than sort of um, retracting myself and, and going within, going interior. I'm, I'm pushed outward and, and, yeah, sort of chasing the light or chasing something that uh, is always beyond the horizon line, I guess. And um, that is more broadly speaking, I think the way that I hope to travel, like to travel, and frankly, <laughs> when I'm doing it, it's uh, very meditative. It's very, um, you kind of, I kind of go into, you know, a zone and I'm not thinking. It's the opposite of thinking. This month was very special. Um, I got to go to Tanzania on safari, uh, which was really exciting uh, because I got to... Uh, work with a wildlife photographer to try to, in my mind, my, my sort of uh, self-assigned project was to try to see, uh, you know, photographically see uh, in the way that Peter Beard saw when he was creating his early wildlife photography uh, there in East Africa. So that was really fun. And um, I'm now in Hong Kong, which has for a long time really been at the top of my list, both because I have friends that I wanted to come visit here, but also because this, aesthetically, this kind of a city where I can uh, see things on, you know, really compressed planes, lots of, lo lots of strata stacked up together, uh, lots of information. And of course, I'm a Wong Kar Wai uh, sort of fanatic. Uh, and I think for a lot of Westerners, that's the point of entry for Hong Kong. Um, but, you know, also this year I went to uh, Istanbul and Tangier, both of them for the first time, and they were all that I kind of dreamed of and more. And, and again, because I think I had cultural reference uh, and ideas of them from books and, and movies that meant a lot to me and uh, important parts of my life. And so to go and sort of write my own kind of, you know, stories there, uh, be able to create a little something of my own there was, that was really special. I wrote uh, a biography of uh, the late uh, artist Peter Beard, um, who was, you know, a, a New York 
character um, and lived for a lot of his life, nearly half his life, in Kenya and uh, spent a lot of that time um, uh, photographing wildlife and uh, then fashion and, and art photography uh, um, in the bush. And uh, during the research of that project, I went to Kenya and in fact went out to the Maasai Mara um, and walked around this field where um, Peter had been hit by an elephant and trampled and I walked around with the, the guys who were with him at the time um, while they were sort of narrating the experience and reflecting on it and giving me context about his you know, character and, and the sequence of events in this really momentous occasion in his life. So that was really special. And so the book comes out uh, uh, next year, uh, in July of 2023. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to talk about Peter. I'm interested to consider Peter as a way to then talk about um, uh, broader subjects. Um, uh, masculinity and art and uh, and, and behavior uh, from the 20th century and and you know how his behavior and lifestyle sort of um, articulated those. Style and travel uh, are very very interconnected. I think in my mind and always have been. I think for. Well, certainly for myself, but I, I would suspect that for a lot of people uh, that when we travel, one of the very first things that we do in preparation is costume ourselves for the kind of character we want to be on that trip in this the story that we imagine the trip to be. And um, in much the same way that we probably mood board it, you know, we take pictures of, uh, you know, uh, French New Wave films if we're going to go to, <laughs> you know, the south of France or something and and uh, build this um, kind of, yeah, scenario in our brains about what this story is going to be. And, for, yeah, in much the same way, I think I like to outfit myself. When I was a kid, I always really liked to dress up and, you know, I think it's, a, it's just a, a different form of costume now. And speaking of Peter Beard, I think when I was a kid or adolescent, the kind of explorer figure in the linen field jacket, you know, in some dusty Medina somewhere or some exotic, uh, you know, capital um, in Southeast Asia was always very attractive to me. Somebody in a white linen suit in Saigon, and, you know, a, a safari suit in, uh, in uh, Marrakesh or something, was, that was always really appealing to me. And, um, I'm absolutely sure that that's uh, the foundation of my style and, and how I like to dress when I'm on the road, certainly. Today I'm wearing a kind of khaki-colored linen suit, something that would not have been out of place in a uh, Paul Bowles novel or, <laughs> or um, a Graham Greene novel. And um, I'm wearing a pair of uh, Lob Haywood chukkas. I have, over the years, I think, sort of refined my travel outfit to, to a few staples. And, and one of the things that I've really fallen in love with over the years is a chukka boot, um, 
uh, in part because it's, you know, two or three um, eye holes. It's really easy to get on and off if you have to kick off your shoes going through security. And it's light and really durable. And I've worn them on safari and I've worn them in, you know, with a suit and a tie and a fancy dinner on the road. It's, um, it's something that I really like to, you know, it's a, a Swiss army knife of a shoe. And I also just really love soft-sided shoes at this stage in my life. But it very much all plays into that kind of uh, character, sort of wandering around a, you know, a dusty capital um, in a Graham Greene novel. I wear chuckle boots every single day at this point. Uh, I wear them to the airport. I wear them um, to a fancy dinner, as I did last night. And um, I'm walking around central Hong Kong now, uh, wearing them happily, putting um, <laughs> the finishing touches on my 20,000, 30,000 <laughs> step day. Um, yeah, they're sort of my favorite thing in the world. There are very few things that um, I feel like I have uh, figured out <laughs> in my life. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my hair. I still don't, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I definitely know the shoes that I love and it, it's a checker boot and, and these ones are particularly beautiful. I wish I could... Uh, show them to you. They're a really nice um, sort of cognac or dark chestnut, really, um, color that I really love. I could walk uh, a, a lot more uh, in these shoes. I, uh, yeah, I've, I'm on a pretty hefty clip here the last uh, month. I was, uh, I was averaging 25,000 steps recently. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. The, um, the, the thing they don't tell you about <laughs> about Hong Kong is that it's a very vertical city, so it's the uh, the up and down here. But you know, I've I've been uh, treating myself pretty well at restaurants, so I think I, <laughs> I probably need to hike up and down a couple of these hills a little bit more. These aren't. Uh, my first, I actually have um, two separate pairs of, of Williams. Um, I think it's the William II. One, uh, one with the traditional leather sole and one with um, um, sort of commando Vibram sole, which is uh, great for the rain. The first, the William with the leather sole was a, a sort of big step <laughs> for me in my life. Um, in 2010, I was working with um, a group of guys who were just the coolest um, group of friends that I've, uh, I've had in New York uh, at a men's magazine. And uh, it was the first probably time in my life that I had a paycheck and <laughs> was buying clothes and things not on eBay. Wasn't buying just vintage uh, Brooks Brothers and YSL suits on eBay. And um, yeah, it was a, a real treat to be able to um, by Lob, and of course, Lob then is now was uh, sort of the utmost in my mind of luxury and elegance and polish, and I kind of had always aspired to it. And of course, I'd read my whole life about Mastroianni going to ring up his Lob boots, and um, so I had this connection to it. And to be able to get those was a very big deal in my life. So those uh, those occupy a very cherished position in my closet. My style is very much more uh, classic, yeah, traditional. I, uh, 
I wear suits and um, I wear t-shirts and jeans. Uh, I, I sort of dress like, you know, somebody from Los Angeles like I am and I dress like uh, somebody who, you know, wants to live in Fellini movies. <laughs> so I, I wear lots of suits and I, and I wear lots of uh, casual clothes and, um, and certainly footwear. I'm quite a traditionalist. I, I, I like my my chuckas and my oxfords and <laughs> and my loafers i'm uh i don't think i have well i do own a pair of sneakers but they get rare rare airtime where are the people the best dressed hmm gosh that's interesting i mean i don't want to uh <laughs> sound as if I'm trying to curry favor, but uh, I was in Paris in September um, and I was, you know, sort of agog at everybody's style there. It was really, really exciting. I hadn't been there since before uh, 2020 and it was just very exciting to be around people who are in complete command of what they're doing style-wise. Um, it was a real treat to go meet a couple of friends of mine who our, our tailors who work there and um, it just felt like I was in a fantasy land it was really really exciting well there was you know there, there are a couple of guys there who I you know um, know and see what they're doing online so I, I was sort of aware of it but to, to go and see that in context with everybody else and to see you know just how singular some people's style is there and it also happened to be um, fashion week, so there was <laughs> there was some uh, extra uh, zhuzhing it up a little bit. There were some people really going for it, but um, yeah, no, some some quite um, classic tailoring with um, um, you know obviously some '70s swing to it, some some '80s um, uh, jazz to it. It was really really nice to see. I was actually walking by the lob shop here in Hong Kong <laughs> and uh, there, is a, there is a pair of slippers that uh, really caught my eye in a, in a kind of magenta suede, um, a kind of house shoe that just seems so delicious and decadent and um, that seems right up my alley. <laughs> I, uh, I, I very nearly bought them today. I was very excited to see them and I may go back later. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years from now, I mean, there, there are a lot of things that I would love to think that I am capable of doing and would love the opportunity to do. But um, if I, you know, can still be doing this, if I can still go around the world and, and somehow keep myself afloat and pay rent and things, I would be very happy with that. I have a few books that I would like to... Do, and I have a, a few uh, projects that I would like to get together. Um, and, I, and I think building a body of work uh, with photographs has been, has been a lot of fun. And I'd like to, I'd like to sort of see that come to a, uh, fruition in, in you know, a, a book form as well. So, yeah, it, doing the same old thing. <laughs> I'd like to be uh, happy and healthy and on the road, basically, in 10 years. New 
York is, is definitely home where I pay my rent and my bills. <laughs> and, I, and, I, uh, and I like to have uh, a, a place to hang the souvenirs on the wall, you know. And um, it's, uh, you know, sort of a place where you can collect the stories around you. And, um, yeah, yeah New, York, New York remains and will probably remain that for me. But uh, I, I think there's just a lot that I would like to go see. There's... Um, I don't, I don't feel in any way um, like I need to slow down. The more I travel, the more I want to travel. Uh, and when I'm at home, um, the sort of tractor beam of the couch is a little, <laughs> a little too strong. Um, I feel, I, I, I really do, I feel at my best when I'm um, on the road. And um, that just seems to, you know... Um, create appetite for more so uh yeah on the road is where i'd like to be for sure i think that at this point in my life photography uh holds a much higher place in my esteem than writing does um writing is something you know even as a kid it was something that i felt i felt happy uh expressing myself with words and and trying to find um what it was that I felt about something. You know, I could write myself toward an understanding of a feeling, of an experience. Um, but uh, it, it got very hard. I mean, I think the psychology of, of writing and my career, such as it is, as it was, um, got very hard during, you know, 2020 and 2021. And I um, found this outlet with photography that really has made me feel inspired and, you know, excited about things again in a way that I haven't felt about writing in uh, probably 20 years. So um, I, <laughs> photography is a very, it's a new crush <laughs> and I feel very, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in love with it and um, yeah, we shall see. The idea that um, going back and forth between the two media, I think, is helpful. I, I really threw lots of myself into the writing bucket, uh, really consolidated a lot of my identity and my energy and my um, professional and creative um, output in, in one endeavor. And... Um, yeah, there's there are other things that I would like to do, and so it's nice to have an outlet that's so different, um, exercises different muscles, different um, you know aesthetics, different um, energy, and um, hopefully they'll nourish one another. Um, but at the moment, I'm quiet, quitting from writing, so I can chase my new flame. <laughs> Personally and professionally, of course, is a really um, big thing, obviously, for anybody, as it is for me. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about um, this sort of metaphorical meaning of things, like, can I make myself stronger mentally and emotionally if I make myself stronger physically? Can I make myself more um, sort of elastic and flexible as a human being? Like. Yeah, can I make my brain more elastic? Can I make myself more compassionate and forgiving uh, if I can make myself more bendy physically? Um, which is probably backing myself 
into uh, saying that I probably needed to feel like um, I was pushing myself uh, mentally and emotionally in a way um, that it's very easy to do physically. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I do think that I would like to get better at all of those things. I, I don't, um, a 10 year, a five year, a 10 year plan for me is kind of tricky. I, I don't want to leave anything on the table. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to leave anything in the bank. I want, <laughs> I want it all to go out. I want to feel like I've, you know, given everything that I have to other people or, you know, in, in whatever I'm doing. Um, I, I, hmm, yeah, it's, I, I, yeah. I remember as a kid, um, when you're very ambitious and, and you're sort of consulting these gurus and books and whatever, and, um, you have all these aspirations for the kind of person you wanted to be, want to be, um, and I remember thinking, like, I, you know, I just wanted to be a good person or somebody that I was proud of um, because the alternative <laughs> is uh, just would rack me with such guilt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really hard thing. And, and uh, I, you know, continue to have a, a, a hard time with um, everything all the time. So, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a work in progress to be good at what you do and, you know, uh, not disappointed in yourself. <laughs> you know, we, um, we, we all have moments where we sort of have failures of kindness or failures of imagination and um, failures of generosity, both of, of um, um, empathy and, and, you know, every other... Uh, way and uh, yeah I so I would like to I'd like it all to go <laughs> I would like everything to go um, everything that I have to give to to find a rightful home <laughs>